Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today, on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on picking a Strat or a Tele. Back in 1950, the Fender Electric Instrument Company made a leap into an endeavor called the Solid Body Guitar. After a couple of years and a few ceased and desist letters, this solid body was named the Telecaster. The Telecaster was described as a boat paddle, or a plain Jane guitar. After all, it didn't have F-holes or a big body like the other electrified instruments at the time. It was a butterscotch color with a black pickguard and a maple neck, but it ended up being a great success. In 1954, they made a sexier, curvier three-pickup edition known as the Stratocaster. Much like its more artistic body design, it came in an artsy two-tone burst unless someone ordered a custom color. Since then, there have been few changes, but the overall look and design remained the same for both guitars. But the difference between these guitars are more vast than their looks. Now, if you could only get one, what would you choose? Do you like a tremolo? Maybe you prefer strings strung through the body. Do you like three pickups and five sounds? Or do you like the simplicity of that three-way blade switch? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Beth on the Tweed Couch. You know, it is a wonderful experience to be able to do these types of therapy sessions with people. And so what I am actually getting to do today is something that is quite fun for me. And I get to talk to a friend of mine who is in the market for either a Stratocaster or a Telecaster. And so I have Beth here with me today on this group therapy session where we get to help her decide and honestly um, help talk me into probably another guitar. Beth, welcome to the Tweed Couch. Well, thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to get a chance to make some decisions here about my next guitar. Yeah, well, and it, it's, it's interesting because that idea of what kind of guitar should I buy is honestly the question that rattles a lot of different musicians who've been playing for a while. You know, people who are brand new into this thing, a lot of times they look at it and they go, well, you know, I'm kind of new. Well, what did Stevie Ray Vaughan play? I liked him, you know, or... Uh, what did Keith Richards play? I like him, you know, or whatever. And so this is kind of fun to be able to to take someone who's experienced and then actually help them in their their process of what they need or what they feel a void is yeah, and all that. Yeah, and you know, for a long time, you know, when I would try to find my next guitar, it would just be a lot of going out to stores and, and playing things. And my husband actually convinced me to get my most recent guitar which is a Gretsch. I fought him on that one a lot. And I was like, no, I I want a solid body. And he got it for me and uh, I love it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm learning to be more open. Yeah. Well, which is, which is awesome. I, so I have a Gretsch and one of the things with, with my Gretsch was I was like, ah, it's so thick. It's like playing an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. and ah, that Bigsby, who knows if that thing's going to be any good. (laughs) And I remember going through all of that and then ending up getting it going, wow, I'm pretty sure that this is one of the best playing guitars I have. Yeah. It's quality for sure. So you said you have a Gretsch. What, what other types of guitars do you have right now? Uh, well, I have a Fender Thinline Tele. And uh, I really like that one. So that's the one with the two wide range pickups. But we we modded them. We did the Freyer mod on those. 
Oh yeah, you're talking about the Freyland mod. Yeah, where you pull down the pole pieces. I I made a mistake once and I called it the Lawler mm-hmm. mod, but yeah, this is yep, a Freyland mod. Yeah, you actually, I think, walked us through that years ago. <laughs> a couple yeah, years I did. Ago. And uh, it... Well, because those pickups are known to be pretty muddy. And they were. And, you know, I got it because, you know, I've always been an acoustic player. You know, I've been playing for 25 years now. And I've just, I've always been an acoustic girl and I've loved acoustic rock. And so trying to bridge into having an electric, you know, when I was 18, I got a Dan Electro. Um, (laughs) They're super fun, and I'm I'm actually looking for one just to just to have one. They're cute and they're cheap, and oh, yeah. uh, it was fun. And and I had a Darmond, and um, and they were great. But I don't know that I knew enough to appreciate tone or anything like that. And so, as an adult, and you suddenly have money and a job, and you're able to buy a quality instrument, oh, yeah. we went shopping, and I I always loved the look of the thin line telly and I always loved the beauty of the instrument and so playing it it had that warmth um, and I loved playing it through a tube amp and it felt close to an acoustic guitar and so I think for that point in my life yeah it was like what I was comfortable with but over time I think I uh, I got tired of the muddiness and I just I wanted something that would cut by doing that modification on the pickups you know, it gave it a little bit of an edge, and I, I really enjoy playing it yeah. now more than I did before we did the mod on the on the pickups. So, and they're they're great in their own right. Now, is there any other guitars that you have electric guitars? Oh yeah, I've got I've got a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, I I have a Epiphone three thirty five. Okay. And uh, actually, we bought it for eighty dollars, and uh, <laughs> it it arrived in two pieces. Did you buy it as one piece? And then it came in two pieces, or nope. did you buy it in two pieces? <laughs> it was on Craigslist. Um, <laughs> my husband, <laughs> he likes to buy me. He's learned that I, I'm not a flower girl. Uh, yep. And if he wants to like get on my good side, he gets me gear, huh. or he gets me a guitar. Huh. And so he found this. That's a man after my heart. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, for, well, you know, he's, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. And, yeah. um... So I forget what occasion it was. It was either a birthday or Christmas or maybe even our anniversary. Who knows? But he's like, here you go. And he hands it to me in two pieces. And there's no case. Um, Of course not. I think we had to go buy a case. But we glued it back together. And what I like about that one, it's it's humbuckers, but it's got the the coil tapper on it. And so that makes it kind of fun. Um, It has a Bigsby on it. And so... I actually loaned that one out to a girl at my church. You know, I like to mentor Mm -hmm. other women um, because I I feel like uh, it's it's still kind of a man's world. And um, so I really enjoy getting a chance to draw in a a female into uh, the love of guitar playing. So I actually loaned that one out to her. Yeah. And I honestly, I wouldn't disagree that it it is kind of a a man's world. I mean, when you see some of the People out there who play, you know, Bonnie Raitt was, you know, a long time ago. She was great. Yeah. You know, Lindsay L., she does a lot of stuff now. Yeah. And um, Grace Potter, she's pretty yep. cool. She plays that flying V. And so the more I start to see them in, I mean, the more the more I love it. You know, why, why is it that men are more often seen? Who knows? Maybe they're the ones that are willing to 
join the band. And then again, maybe it's the other band members who are just okay with other guys in the band or something like that. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but I know that I appreciate it. And you know what? Good for you for being able to mentor someone that you look at and go, hey, I remember being in your place. Yeah, for real. So yeah, she's got that one right now. And uh, hopefully it's surviving their house. Um, <laughs> I figure, you know, it's 80 bucks. So, <laughs> But my favorite guitar that I have, my favorite electric guitar, uh, is actually my Epiphone Les Paul. Oh, that's and, great. And uh, it's, a, it's a pro standard, so it's got the humbuckers, but it's a coil tapping. I love that guitar. That is the one that I choose to play the most. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I play it so often that I, I took it to church one Sunday morning to play in the, in the worship band. And Oh man, it fell over and uh, it the neck snapped off and oh, did it I think really? we paid more to have <laughs> yeah. So it has Dang joined. It. Uh, that's you know that's a really common thing for Les Pauls. Yeah, is uh, yeah it is. It, it, we learned this. Um, so you know we took it down to uh, our favorite guitar repair shop and uh, he fixed it and you can barely tell. What your husband didn't want to fix it himself like he did the the last one? No. <laughs> No, I think he learned the hard way. <laughs> you know, with that, <laughs> it's funny, with that 335 that we fixed, he did the repair on it. And it, <laughs> I don't know that, I don't think it's worth $80 anymore. But um, <laughs> It was worth more broken than it was fixed. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, that's why you get. Are you oh. sure you wanted to give that to that girl? Because I think you just deterred her from playing electric guitar the rest of her life. <laughs> That could be. That could be. Let's She's hope scared. not. I, it's, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a seamless repair on the neck. Of course, my husband came up with the idea of, uh, you know, in, in Japan, when you break pottery, they fix it with gold because, you know, the idea is that where you've been broken, it, it's beautiful because, it, you know, and you make it stronger or something like that. I don't know. It, it's very meaningful. Um, sure. Clearly, I very meaningful. Um, so it's super meaningful. So, yeah. yeah. So um, we thought it would be cool to paint the seam where he repaired it in gold. So when you flip the three thirty five over on the neck, it's it's red. Of course, you can see the break because we outlined it in gold. So you know, it was it was. Well, that's special meaning. Special is a great word. Especially if he gave it to you for Valentine's Day. Here, here's a guitar broken in two, much like my heart. But now it is together with gold. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm sure. I'm sure there's meaning in that. Um. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, So, uh, okay. So this Les Paul, what do you like about the coil tapping in that Les Paul? Do you actually use the split coils? I do. Um... I use it a lot on the uh, on the bridge pickup more than on the neck pickup, and what I love about it is that it just gives like this like crunchiness to it. And I don't know, I might be using the wrong word, but it just it takes the the mellowness of the humbucker. It just and it kind of throws it out. It still has that nice warmth to it. If you you know dial it in, and I use a tube amp. I just I love it because it just it has a lot more like bite to it. And, um, I find that I use it when it's clean more than when I have any sort of distortion or overdrive or anything like that. So on the clean tone, I, it just alive and vibrant and crunchy in, in, in all the good ways. 
Now, when you pick, like when you when you're actually strumming, do you use a pick or do you use fingers? Generally, I, I use a pick. Okay, and I use a harder harder pick. Okay, and then do you use do you like hybrid pick? Do you use like your other fingers at all? Like use like a middle finger to kind of pop something or anything like that? Um, not usually. Okay. You know, I'm I'm more of a rhythm guitar player. That's that than acoustic else. side of things, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so you know, I I I like the pick and. Uh, you know, occasionally, I mean, I'll I'll finger pick a little bit here and there when it's, you know, appropriate. But more often than not, I'm using a pick. Well, you know, so the idea of that Les Paul and taking it and coil tapping and just using the bridge mostly mm-hmm. because you like it bright and jangly and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's more of that telly type of a of a vibe, if you will. Yeah. Right in there. Yeah. And, you know, the last time I uh, was out, we went to a couple of guitar stores down in in texas we played a a couple tellies and you know i'd always been drawn to thin line tellies i'd always been drawn to the humbucker guitars and you know looking at my collection every single guitar that i have has those humbuckers and when you think about like a traditional telly you know the traditional telly doesn't have humbuckers thinking back all those years ago when i picked out my first telecaster i actually played the 72 reissue that I ended up buying with the humbuckers. Right. And then next to it, there was a 69 reissue, which was more of your standard telly. And I remember playing it and thinking, man, this is just, it feels so, so hot and so powerful. And, um, at the time I didn't like that. And now I think here I am almost 15 years later. And I think I've, I've, I've made a 180 there and I'm like, that's what I want, you know? Yeah. Well, isn't it amazing how that evolution of your tone went, you know, cause you're used to that more acoustic sound, which is warmer, which is designed to, to really just kind of be there as part of a rhythmic portion as well as cut through a mix. Mm-hmm. And then you have this Telecaster, which, you know, with its single coils and everything, I mean, it's, it's really designed just to cut. Yeah. Cut through the mix. You put a drive with it, that thing is going to be raunchy through the mix. Yeah. You put a big compressor with it, well, it's still going to cut through the mix, but it's going to squash down and become real, real spongy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's different than with humbuckers. Yeah. I, you know, uh, a compressor with humbuckers is just a completely different animal. Yeah. And it's just, it's not the same, you know. So I, I totally get where you're talking about. Now, what type of music are you mostly playing right now? I'd say I play more often at my church than any other venue. Are you more of one of those like more traditional? You're still doing Shine Jesus Shine, or oh, you no. you moved past that now? <laughs> no, we're we're definitely uh, more progressive in terms of our you know the song selection and stuff, and uh, it's been great because I've been stretched as a player, being asked to do you know beyond just rhythm guitar and so it's it's been really good I've been able to kind of like be creative and uh, for a long time I when I would go to church or lead music or wherever I'm always singing and so when you're singing you don't have the brain power necessarily to devote to riffing or um, you know going out on a limb and being more creative with how you're playing. It's just, it's rhythm and you're, you're there to hold, hold things down. And yeah, this is actually a problem I have often too, where it's like, they're, they're telling you to do this one lead line and then, but you're singing as well. And so because you're singing and you have to do the lead line, you're going, but they're two different rhythms. And I, (laughs) God did not give me this gift 
It is one that no. he he says, <laughs> I'm giving you a trial and an obstacle, and I need you to overcome that. <laughs> or I need yes. you to pray for the person who will. <laughs> <laughs> I have not yet figured out how to overcome yeah. it. And so... But it's been really nice because we have a worship leader who sings lead. And so I get to be creative and I get to just mess around. And so rehearsal time, every time I go into rehearsal and there's a new person on the band, I must sound like the worst guitar player ever because everything I play is just like too much. And, you know, because I'm trying to play around and, and have fun with it. And, yeah. and, you know, by Sunday morning when we do it for real, you know, I've, I've got it all figured out. But it's been really great for me to be able to kind of go out. And so there's a lot of rock riffs, you know, when you think about like contemporary music that you would sing in church, it's, it's, it's a lot of rock. And then I would say the other genre that I kind of do more often is uh, I'll play, you know, in the band that I'm in um, outside of, you know, Sunday morning and, and playing in church. Uh, I'm in a band called 100 White Flags and we do a lot of rock, but we also do a, a little bit of blues in there. And so it's really fun. Um, and I'm, I'm not the lead guitar player by any means. So I do more of the rhythm, but, you know, the rhythm there is a lot more, I don't know, you need that bite to it and, and you end up doing with, with the rhythm guitar and the blues, you do a lot more clean playing. And so, you know, that's when I end up using my coil tapping and uh, maybe just a little bit of overdrive, a little crunchiness there, but it ends up being a lot more just like holding it down and uh, just wanting that, I don't know, that bite in your pickups uh, on the clean tones. So, so yeah, blues and rock. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> okay, so you got blues, you got rock, you got worship. For the most part, all of that really is kind of a similar sound. Yes, you can have that cleanish. Yes, you can have that pushed amp sound. But really, you're what you're not doing is, you know, doing drop C and tuning the whole thing different. And then it's just juggity, 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 you know, or anything like that. So, um, yeah. well, yeah. and you know what, you're, you're in the right boat then for, for looking at these two types of guitars. Um, although I think a Telecaster can do almost anything. Yeah. Um, a Strat, if you're talking about traditional, not with the humbuckers, I don't know that they do that as well. So, um, so there is that. So with all that said, what type of amp, you said you played a tube amp. So what kind of tube amp do you play? Well, I have a, an AC-15 that I play through. Okay, so the thing that I love about a Vox AC-15 is you, put, you plug it into the normal channel and you turn the volume up, you turn the, the, the tone cut to taste, you turn the master volume down, and you've got a pretty hard rock machine. You know, you turn the volume down, you move the tone cut to taste, and you turn the master volume up, and what you have is a beautiful, clean, sparkly, chimey sound. You know, so I, I love that. And for me, what I end up doing with my Vox is if I ever can't get the sound just right, then I just unplug it from the normal channel, put it in the top boost channel, and then adjust very little, and now I have it where I want it. So, you know, because the tone cut is a part of that circuit as well. So if you get it close there, then now having having bass and treble actually is, you know, enough to just get it dialed in just right. I typically go through the top boost so that I can. So I have it marked for the two different guitars that I play through, the Telecaster and then the uh, the Les Paul. So I have my tone marked with, with different color tape 
so that if I switch guitars, it's a real easy, you know, flippity flop with the, the EQ. I like using that top boost. I like having that option for the EQ. It's a great amp. I, I, I really like it. It's very versatile. And uh, when you put it on a rider to go play a show, it always shows up. So Okay, so <laughs> as you're looking at all of the stuff that you have, so you've got the Gretsch, you've got the Tele Thin Line, you've got the Les Paul, you've got the 335. Is there something you feel like you're missing? Is there a tone or a sound or even a style you're trying to get to that, that leads you to go, I might need another Telecaster or a, or a Strat? Yeah, you know, um, the thing I'm missing out on is I want to have that guitar that cuts through everything. You know, we've talked about how those humbuckers kind of can get a little muddy. They, they have good warmth and there's a place for them. But when you talk about like having a tone that'll just kind of cut through, that's what I'm missing out on. And, you know, the guitar player in my band, he plays strats. And what I've really liked about his tone, you know, he always gets compliments on his tone. Um, Everywhere we go, everybody likes Paul's tone, which is great. And it's true. And he should get compliments on it. But yeah, he he does have excellent tone. But you also have to keep in mind, he's also the lead guitar player. Right. So he's going to get the compliments because somebody's going to go, I I admire what you play. Yeah. And some of it's got to be that tone. Yeah. And it's, he's out in front, and yeah. I feel like his strats can cut through. Like, when he's got them dialed in just right, you know, and he's got a couple different ones. And the one he plays the most, I think, uh, you know, and I don't know all the specs on it. I, I feel like I should, but, you know, it just, it really cuts through. Which one is it? Is it the white one or the sunburst it's one? It's the white one. Yeah. And actually, I think he plays the Stevie Ray Vaughan one more often now. But it just, you know, it just cuts through, and that's what I want is... I want something that I can have be present. And so, you know, maybe not necessarily when I'm playing in my band with Paul, but maybe on a Sunday morning, you know, if I'm playing a song where there is a guitar part and it is meant to cut through, I feel like I have a hard time achieving that. Yeah. So that's what I'm missing. I will say Paul's guitar is, it's a 1997 Stratocaster, uh, has a maple neck on it. It's a Lone Star Strat for anybody who knows what that is, which at the time was made in America and they had Texas special pickups Mm -hmm. and a Pearly Gates humbucker in the back. Yep. Yep. Those types of pickups, those are high output pickups. Mm -hmm. And then and then you have this Pearly Gates, which doesn't have a cover on it. So that actually adds some brightness to it as well and everything like that. So, I mean, honestly, everything about that guitar is screaming and bright. So that makes sense what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What I really, really want is I want to be, I want sustain. That's the other thing that I'm really missing is, um, and, and maybe that's something on my end where, you know, I need to dial in my, uh, my effects a little bit better, but I don't feel like I have that sustain and feedback that I want. I want to be able to strum and just let it ring. And, um, you know, I, I can get it in some places, but without cranking my amp up, I'm ha- I have a really hard time getting the sustain and the feedback that I think are super cool for like a rock show or something. Well, that, and that makes total sense. Actually, talking about that, that probably brings us to what should be the next thing, which is talking about what the features that each one has. Yeah. For example, I mean, if you are in that camp of, oh, well, you know, I need a Strat or I need a Tele. Now, some people will tell you, well, you already have a Tele. So you don't need a strat. Yep. But I yeah. will actually argue that you don't have a telly. 
not in its traditional sense, you know, because because a Telecaster has it has that bridge plate Mm -hmm. and that bridge plate has that pickup like attached to it. And so you got metal attached to this pickup, which actually the original ones, the pickup was actually attached to the body. It was screwed into the body. Hmm. But um, but most of the ones we have now, pretty much all of them, it's part of the bridge. And so when you click it on that back, it's just it's bright and it's 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 raunchy. But at the (laughs) same time, it's sparkling and it's beautiful and it's all that type of stuff. So it's different than a wide range or what a P90 would be in there or or something Mm. like that. So I actually think that you don't have the sound you're talking about if you're talking about a telly. Just like you don't have a sound you're talking about with with a Strat, even though the Les Paul can do coil tapping, mm-hmm. but it's not a Strat. You know, that's yeah. that's like me saying, you know, I've got a Paul Reed Smith that that has a five way switch in it. And so I can do I can do all this coil splitting. <laughs> it's not a Strat, though, you know, even yeah. though I can get that between sound, it's, it doesn't quack the same. So. With that, so that, then we're really sitting here going, you're looking, you, these are two different guitars that you don't have. Mm-hmm. So we really do need to look at the features and go, well, what feature are you really looking for to help you get what you're looking yeah. for? So as we look at the bridge, since we started with a bridge, what about a tremolo? Is a tremolo important to you? You know, I don't think, I don't think it is. Um, you know, my Gretsch has a Bixby. Yeah. Do you like the Bixby? I use it for certain things. So like the songs that I would play mm-hmm. the Gretsch on... I would use it on, but for the most part, I don't. And so I've never felt like, oh, I really wish I had, you know, a tremolo or I, there was a point in my life when I had a, a Squire Fender Squire Stratocaster Mm -hmm. and it had the little, uh, like the whammy bar that you screw in or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just never used it and (laughs) it's never been something that, you know, I like the Bigsby and uh, I'm actually really impressed with the Gretsch and how the Bixby has held its, uh, it, it doesn't fall out of tune like I thought. And actually, side note, um, I discovered um, perhaps one of my favorite things that I've ever discovered uh, when I got the Gretsch because I thought the Bixby was throwing it out of tune, you know? Yeah. It turns out I just needed a little bit of nut sauce. Oh, yeah. And I had never, I'd never heard a nut sauce yeah. before. And so Big I'm Ben's like, nut sauce. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a thing, and uh, it legitimately solved my tuning problems. So there's there's your tip. So I I have some, and I use it, and uh, I even use it with the ones that don't have a tremolo mm. on it because you know yeah. when you're tuning, you don't want it to bind yeah. up and stuff like that. I also use the graphite trick. I have a I have a pencil that actually has graphite. Nice. And it's an old pencil, and wow. I just use it only for lubricating. Yeah. <laughs> guitars yeah. um stuff like that actually a trick for a bigsby that a lot of people don't know is the bar is supposed to be completely free so with no strings on it that bar should just move effortlessly mm-hmm. and it is very common for the screw that tightens those to tighten on their own oh extra and so then it doesn't move freely so if you have a bigsby where you have to either end in a down position where you end pushing down or end pulling up in order to keep it in tune. Hmm. Well, your issue is actually the Bigsby is tightened too much. Oh. So the next time you change your strings, you just have to um, make sure that that thing's really, really loose. It's an Allen wrench key, you know, and it's really loose. And once it is, you don't have that problem anymore. Yeah. And if you have a slight problem, then that's where you need 
Big Ben's nut sauce or you need the, uh, you know, graphite yeah. or I've heard chapstick. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know all sorts of things. Yeah. Oh. But OK, so you don't necessarily use a tremolo. No. Nope. Now, interesting thing. So if, if you wanted to get a tremolo on a Telecaster, you're looking at a Bigsby. Yep. You know, yeah. if if you were like, no, 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 I want a Strat. Strat, they make a hardtail, yep. but traditionally it's 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 some sort of a, of a tremolo system. And what's interesting is you can block that thing, like actually stick like a piece of wood or something to keep it from moving back. So it completely defeats it. Yeah. So if you're someone who breaks a lot of strings, you can actually keep it from falling completely out of tune so you can finish the song or whatever. Wow. So tremolo, you know, it's just kind of curious you know that that helps with it yeah now interesting um some tellies have six saddles you know the saddles that the strings go through um and strats they always have six saddles Mm -hmm. Uh, but tellies can also have just a three saddle thing Mm -hmm. that that allows you these big barrels and they allow for for certain things which is kind of fun i think but yep not necessarily a deciding factor i wouldn't say but something that is a deciding factor based on the bridge is I don't know if you noticed this or if you if you knew this, but a Stratocaster, the way the strings like with the way you string it is it goes through this big metal block mm-hmm. and then up over the saddles yep. and then over the nut and then into into the peg head, into the uh, the machine heads and then you tune it up. Well, with a Telecaster, it goes through the back of the body. Yep. So it actually has more contact with the body itself. The strings do. Hmm. The Strat has zero contact of wood to um, wood to string. Huh. So some people are like, oh, I got to have all the sustain. And so they'll say it needs to go through the body in order to do that. Sure, sure. But of course, you and I both know that wood is not going to sustain as well as metal does. Yeah. So really, the metal block of a Stratocaster is probably going to produce more sustain than just wood yeah but the thing that a telecaster has is it has that bridge plate which is just solid metal and you also have the metal of the saddles and everything like that so really there's just a lot of sustain but we can probably both agree that the sustain is going to happen more with metal than with wood well well and then i feel like you would need you know, you would need the right pickups, though, to carry that sustain out, I feel like, too. I mean, well, yeah, I would agree. You know, and that that definitely is the thing, too, because, well, lower output pickups are obviously not going to be able to uh, convert your mechanical energy into an electrical energy, you know, as as well as how high output pickups would. But at the same time, you could also just turn up your amp and yeah. that would make a, a difference too. So, you know, then you let your amp do a little bit of what it's supposed to do as well. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm with you. Pickups. It, it's, it's, it's a marriage actually, uh, Lloyd, um, who's, who's a friend of ours. Um, Lloyd actually, he would always tell me it's a marriage, whatever it is, it's a marriage. Your guitar is a marriage with your cable and your pickups and your amplifier and its speaker. It's all a marriage. So if you have one thing out of whack, your marriage is in trouble. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, and uh, and if you like the tone, then your marriage is going well. You know, <laughs> some people 
like to sleep in the same bed. Some people like <laughs> to have separate meals. You know, some people, you know, whatever. Sure. Uh, some people like to spend all their time together. Some people don't. Well, if that works for your marriage, then there you go. Yeah, and so that's that's kind of his his take on it. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. So, like, let's just suppose in a perfect world, you could build the whatever guitar you want. So you don't necessarily have to take everything from a Telecaster or everything from a Stratocaster. What elements would you put together to make the the right guitar? Like for, for what it sounds like I'm saying, what elements from the Stratocaster would you steal and what elements from the Telecaster would you steal to make that marriage, you know? Yeah. So what I appreciate about a Telecaster and what I appreciate about a Stratocaster in all honesty, I mean, it, it does come down to those, those features that each have, mm-hmm. you know, um, a Stratocaster, for example, a Stratocaster, I, I think I heard it best explained from, from Brad Paisley. He described a Stratocaster as having these sexy curves. You got these sexy curves. You got this, this beautiful armrest area, this, mm-hmm. this belly contour, Yeah, you know, it, it's rounded edges. You know, everything down to even the the object, you know, that you plug your your cable into is designed to just have these beautiful contours. And then you have a Telecaster, which is basically a cutting board with a neck slapped on it. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, the thing is, is that's what I love about a Telecaster. I don't need contours. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why I don't need contours is I play a guitar a little low. Mm-hmm. Some people like to play it at their belly button. I play it closer to my belt buckle. Mm-hmm. So the contours of a Strat are actually annoying to me. Sure. Yeah. Because when I am playing and I'm pushing down with my arm, I'm actually causing the belly contour to now start to work. Which means now the guitar has changed its angle mm. as I'm playing it. Yeah. Whereas with a Telecaster, because it's this cutting board, the slab of wood, um, it just pushes against my body more as I push my arm against it more. Yeah. So I would definitely take the Tele contours over a Strat contour. Sure. Whereas, you know, someone like my brother, who's more of a Strat guy, he likes the contours. He likes that his arm just fits. That's that's one of his things. Uh, But he also plays the guitar higher than I do. So he plays it between yep. his belly button and his and his belt buckle. So mm-hmm. that makes more sense to him. My dad, who actually has a belly for the cut in order to go in, <laughs> um, he he wants the contours. Yeah. And he also plays it above his belly. So he's he's not quite a bass player, you know, up by his his uh, you know, up by his chest. But he's he's definitely one that, you know, uses that. I, I just don't use that. So I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have always liked the telly bridge like the the pickup the bridge pickup yep i like how bitey it is i like that it's 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 gnarly and it cuts through a mix and it um i like that when i put a drive pedal on it it can get every bit as rock and roll as a humbucker um but if i roll down the 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 tone knob a little bit 
it can get every bit as smooth as a humbucker. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like that as well. Something I'm not as big of a fan of is the neck pickup. Sure. So I prefer the neck pickup of a Strat. There's also part of me that likes limitations. Sure. So a Telecaster having one tone and one volume leaves me with less options of messing things up. Whereas a Strat has one master volume and two tones. Yeah. Yeah. So now I can play with the tones and I'll be honest with you. I've never ever played with the tone for the neck and the middle pickup because to me, they were already dark enough. Yeah. I didn't need to change those. Sure. Sure. So naturally on a Strat, the two tone knobs that are on there are for neck and middle and not bridge at all. So you can actually modify it so that it has the bridge pickup as a tone, but that's actually not a way a traditional strat was made. Interesting. Sure. sure. Yeah. So yeah. so there's that. Um I generally find myself preferring Stratocaster necks. Okay. But Fender anymore puts whatever neck you want on yeah. on there. And then I like the look of a Stratocaster headstock better. Unless it's on a telecaster and then it looks wrong and it has to be a telecaster headstock (laughs) (laughs) and vice versa (laughs) and vice versa. (laughs) So what about that? What about you? If you were, if you were saying I'm, I'm trying to take the two features based on some of the things I've mentioned, Yeah. you know, I guess there is one other thing and that is the access. So a, a stratocaster has the access for the cable. It goes in the top, whereas a telecaster, it goes on the side. I actually prefer the side. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do too. Um, I like to get the 90 degree, you know, cable to put in there and, and it's, it's real nice and it fits real. Yeah. Really nice. And, and, you know, I think that's how it is on my Les Paul. And, um, so I, I think, you know, bringing in, uh, the Les Paul features in with the Fender features, I really like, I like the neck of my Les Paul. Really, really what I have here is I actually have an opportunity to build whatever guitar I want. And um, I can say I want this neck and I can, you know, we're going to build the body out of whatever. And I can have, I can actually have the... You're using a a custom builder, right? Yeah. So um, I don't have to have, you know, a Stratocaster body. It can be kind of a blend. So I have a lot of freedom with what I'm able to do, you know, within the limitations of his woodworking ability. Right. Who are you having it done with? This is a good friend of mine, uh, Martin Kretzman. He has yeah. he's got his own line, Kretzman Guitars, and uh, he's he's gonna put it together for us. And uh, I basically just have to That's tell awesome. him what I want. And my husband's getting a, a bass, a custom bass, and so he's making some decisions about his bass guitar. And um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. I don't know when it'll happen, but you know, I I suppose I have to make some decisions before. Martin can get right. started, but you know, um, I really like my Les Paul neck. Um, I just, whatever, okay. whatever the specs are, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to look those up and tell him that's what I want. I really like the feel of that neck. That's actually a, a complaint I have about my Telecaster is I don't like the neck on my thin line telly as much as I like my Epiphone. I, I just, I feel like it's too flat and, um, that that yeah mm. i'm not a big i'm not as big of a fan of the fender 
necks and, and maybe they're different on different so when guitars, you say flat do you mean the front of it where the frets are or do you mean the back of it uh is too the flat? back of it i think and, and also okay. i think the fretboard is just a smidge wider oh, than okay. than my les paul that's what it feels like when i play and what i like about the les paul is it's just so easy and maybe it's a function of the size yeah. of my hands too but i just i feel it's just so much more accessible but then you know i think I think that I would agree with you that the back the the bridge pickup of the Telecaster is probably what I want more than like a Stratocaster pickup, if that makes sense. Yeah. And no, it does totally. But I also think that I want the contour. So, like in mm. terms of the body that I that I want, I, I like it to be fitted a little bit more. Um, I certainly don't have a problem. You know, because you think about a Les Paul body, it it doesn't have the contour. Um, my Gretsch doesn't have the contour. But I I forgot about a guitar that I have, and and that's an Epiphone SG. Oh yeah, and that's a little bit more contoured. I never play it. It actually I got it for my husband for Christmas before we were even married, and he never plays it. So I've <laughs> taken ownership of it. Um, but uh, you know that one has a little more contour to it, and it also has humbuckers. Go figure. So um, yeah. I, I got to break the cycle. So yeah. I know for sure I don't want humbuckers. Okay. So like that's for sure. Yeah. 100%. Okay. You've only um, narrowed it down by, you know, a few hundred guitars. Yes. So you're good. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Progress. Nah, just um, a few styles. You're okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, whatever the, that 69 reissue that I played years and years ago, you know, I just, that, like and that was that was your traditional Telecaster, you know what, exactly yeah. what you're describing in terms of, um, kind of the grit and the crunch and just that, uh, that sustain and, you know, it was just it, it felt more powerful and um, I I think I really liked that and in terms of the the neck pickup, you know, I guess I still I'm not thoroughly sure yet what I'd want. You know, as you were talking, I was like, oh, well, I wonder what that would look like to have, you know, kind of this telecastery body with like the metal plate with the back bri- uh, bridge pickup and then to have two more pickups, which I think they actually make one if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. I feel like I've seen the telecaster with the, th- the three pickups set up. Yep. Similar, you know, just like what, what a Strat would have, but that back pickup, I, f- I feel like in my memory, it was the traditional... Because, you know, it's kind of at an angle. Yeah. I feel like. It is. So, well, they're both at an angle, whether it's a Strat or, or a Telecaster. They both have that yeah. angle. Um, yeah. To me, the only thing I don't like about the traditional Strat, you know, three pickups is the middle pickup. Every once in a while, I'll hit it with my, with my mm. pick or something. Like that. So I, yeah, I like having sure. that free space in between. Yeah. But you mm. can't have yeah. the five-way blade then, the five-way switch yeah. where you can get those between positions. Would you use the between positions at all? Yeah, you know, I probably wouldn't. Um Yeah, I find that know, I don't. It, it drops the volume for me. Like you were saying, when you have too many options, it's just it gets silly. So, <laughs> I you know, I feel like, you know, having, you know, you, you got to have your arsenal, right? And I am definitely, I, I find that I played more on that neck pickup than anywhere else, but I'll flip it to, you know, the neck pickup for certain things or, or on my Les Paul, I'll play in the middle and have both pickups. But, uh, you know, just reducing your options, I feel like makes it almost easier 
Um, because then you're like, well, I've got this and this, and then, you know, you tweak it with your effects or whatever pedals you have or dial it in with your amp. And it's kind of like, well, for these types of songs, I'm going to play back here for these types of songs. I'm going to play up here. And for the odd song out, then you, you go pick up a different guitar. So, right. Yeah. And actually, so I, I mostly play a Telecaster live whenever I play with Lynn Stone King. And whenever I use that Telecaster, I find myself playing, I, of course, I play lead with her and she plays acoustic mostly on her side. Mm-hmm. And I find myself on the bridge all the time yeah. unless we're doing something a little bit more mellow or, or something like that. And then I put it on the between position. Yeah. And if she all of a sudden gets a little bluesy, then I stick it on the neck. Yeah. But my neck pickup is actually a, it's a Telecaster shaped pickup that is designed to sound like a Strat. Nice. Because I, I find that I like a Strat neck pickup a little bit more. So, sure. so yeah. that's the way that ends up. Or I'll have it on the bridge pickup and I'll just use the tone knob and I'll make it a little bit more yeah. mellow doing that. So I have a few things. Now, as far as the body, so you said the contours, you would actually kind of like that. Are you talking about the arm contour? Are you talking about the belly contour? Are you talking about both? Well, okay. So, you know, the traditional telly is just, it's, it's that block of wood, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's the, it's the cutting block. And, um, you know, in thinking about like the Les Paul has the contour on the top and it's nice and shaped and rounded. And I, I like that. I I think that those are, I think it's sexy. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I really like having that. And I like the idea of an arm contour and, you know, there's lots of cool body shapes out there that are well, Fender has a whole bunch. Um, well, you got the Jaguar and you got the Jazzmaster. Yeah, all the offsets. Those yeah. are cool. The and Mustang. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's some cool body styles out there that, you know, would look good. They still have that curvature and those soft edges. Um, and I, I, I would be curious to see what those body types would look like with that metal plate. Because I, I, the metal plate on the Telecaster is is pretty cool yeah it is i I, i'd like to see that i'd like to to visualize one of those unique body styles because you know if you're gonna have something built from scratch for example you know and you have a you have basically all the freedom in the world for your body style uh why not pick something unique that people are gonna look at and go like whoa that's that's unique that's yeah, cool, that's great. You know? Yeah, well, and then and they can yeah. see the evolution of what happened, and they can go, "Well, that's definitely that's a Telecaster bridge, but yeah, but that's double cut, yeah, you know, or that's you know, or that's got the contour yeah. from the arm or whatever." So I guess this probably brings us down to our 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 close, yeah. our our last little bit, and I guess our last the last question I would really have for you is based on this type of conversation. Obviously, you're talking about a hybrid. But if you had to pick one today and you had to go to a store, you couldn't do the custom thing, which which one's going to inspire you more to play? Are you are you going to be more inspired to play that that Strat or are you going to be more inspired you know, to play that Telecaster? You know, I think I would lean towards the Telecaster. Um, I, you know, just for the simplicity of just the two pickups, you know, none of my guitars are contoured. So like having the non-contour, you know, and I think about like (laughs) Johnny Lang, you know, and his, his Telecaster that he played, you know, like I I love that. The look of that guitar is, is really cool. And so to have that beat up wood showing with the black pick guard, but just, you know, the look of that guitar, I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool looking. And so I think, 
I think the Telecaster would be the direct. If I was going to pick one or the other today, I think that's where I'd go. So, well, I guess. All right. So I guess that that brings us to a close. Do you have anything else you would like to add to any of this stuff? No, you know, this was a lot of fun and uh, I am really excited to kind of do a little research on uh, some of these pickups and stuff. Yeah, it's been fun and it's been enlightening and I feel a little bit more ready to make a decision. So, so yeah. So thanks. Excellent. Therapy works. Yes. Therapy works. (laughs) Yes. And I feel better. My mental health is, you know, talking about gear is always, always fun. So. Well, that concludes our session of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. My name is Dr. T, and remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I have fun talking here. Until next time.